Daddy's Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Dumonticus Podcast. I am your host, Joe Dumont, uh, principal of a fantastic little school uh, just outside of Sherwood Park, which is just outside of Edmonton. And it is January 3rd, it's 2017, so Happy New Year to uh, all of my fantastic listeners out there. Hope you're having a great start to 2017, I sure am. Even though it's January 3rd and I'm at school, but I'm at school doing really fun work, so that's okay. So we're on the holidays. Uh, Grandma and my wife have got the girls out shopping for shoes today, I believe, and then I will catch up with them later this afternoon. But yeah, so I'm at school just doing some uh, Christmas cleaning and organizing, and I'm back to the podcast. And I feel really bad because I've been off the podcast since the tail end of October and so I let two months go by my goal in my PGP if if uh, you recall was to do two podcasts a month and I just went two straight months without doing one a single one so here's my list of excuses I thought I'd start off with that so uh, one of my new year's resolutions was to uh, try to do a better job with making excuses for things I'm not able to finish I'm just kidding I'm actually going to stop making excuses and just get stuff done I think that's a good goal uh, with a new year's resolution Um, anyway, yeah, so I wasn't able to get to the podcast, just busy with school and, and life and, uh, some of the coaching. So I'm doing some coaching now. I coached uh, grade five, six volleyball, uh, and that was a blast. And now I've started a grade, uh, uh, junior high basketball team. uh, And that's been great. The girls are doing a great job and I co-ed, uh, five, six basketball team. So we've got a few things in the hopper here at school that I'm, I'm leading with the support of some fantastic assistant coaches and uh, yeah it's been good and I love being in the gym so that's been great but it's definitely uh, evaporated a little bit of my my time for podcasting Uh, and then just some of the other fun things happening at school our student government is uh, alive and well and they approved a few projects and so we're just in the process of hiring for a couple projects they're going to open up a school store so we've hired a general manager and they were just doing their applications for uh, workers in the general store before the Christmas break and uh, we're also starting a newscast and so yeah I think it's going to be exciting times with um, microphones and video cameras recording kids uh, doing a a newscast that they're going to post for other classes to watch so that's more to come too so all very exciting but the whole theme for this podcast wasn't New Year's resolutions wasn't making excuses for not finishing projects the whole theme for this podcast is to talk about something we did the very last week of school before the break called Innovation Week. So I'm really excited to share uh, with the listeners. And I've got some audio clips actually from our kids that were working hard during Innovation Week that I'm going to share with you throughout the podcast. So that's going to uh, come through here too uh, very shortly. But just to give you a background, okay, so, um, you know, you look at education uh, globally and I can speak to my own experience. So I started teaching in 2000. I had a mat leave um, that I covered. So I did some junior high language arts, social studies, some art, uh, if you can believe that or not. Those of you that know my artistic skills will raise an eyebrow, and some phys ed. So I was at, uh, at a school in Edmonton, and uh, that was a mat leave, six-month position. But e- early on in my career, then, then um, continued throughout junior high at another school for six years, uh, teaching all kinds of stuff there too and being the, the school counselor. But what's interesting to me is that even over that time, the whole concepts of... Um, you know, backwards by design in terms of uh, education. So knowing where you want to end uh, and doing authentic performance tasks was 
was new lingo, but uh, was still pretty commonplace even then. So, you know, you're talking 16 years ago, uh, and um, the whole the whole idea of kids getting involved in projects that have meaning for them, uh, that are authentic for them, and um, that they learn a lot from. So as you know, and I, I used a few years back too. I was a consultant for a social studies curriculum, and one of the analogies I, I like to give was as as a social studies teacher, my first year or two teaching, um, I would give the kids a project, and you know, a lot of you could relate to this probably as students. Um, we would study in the in the grade eight social studies unit back then, uh, Canadian history. And we'd start off with the First Nations uh, groups in Canada, and they gave three examples in the textbook. And so one of the things I would have the students do for a little project somewhere in that first month of September was to choose one of the three one of the three groups and uh, do a presentation on it. So it would be like, you know, back then maybe a, a poster board, maybe a PowerPoint if I could steal the projector from somebody and roll it into my room. Well, I think we had two at the time. But then you need a long cable to connect to your desktop, ancient Anvil-like computer at your desk. I know I'm really dating myself here. That's that's 2016. But then as we got into conversations and I got some PD and what authentic performance tasks look like, the project changed and it became, you know, not just regurgitate to me in the class about one of the groups, stuff you found in the textbook, stuff you researched. But it was, if you were going to join one of these one of these three groups that lived in Canada, you know, when the first European settlers came and their way of life and trying to understand what their way of life was like, which group would you wanted to have jo- been part of? Um, and uh, that created a whole new project because now the kids are needing to do the research, but now they're having to assess well, which one would suit my values, uh, my interests? Um, so the Iroquois Confederacy, for example, was one of the groups. And so some of the girls would say, well, you know, women seem to have a more um, leadership role in their society. So I'd be interested in, in participating uh, in that society. And they'd find other reasons too, just as an example. Um, uh, one of the examples too was the uh, Pacific Coast uh, First Nation group that was studied in the book. Uh, because they they were more stationary in their, in their lifestyle, they didn't move around as much. There was gift giving and um, some examples of of having you know trinkets that were of personal value. And so some people would talk about that in their presentation. So it just changed the, the dynamic, and so it made it more authentic because kids were were evaluating you know for them, and they couldn't just Google the answer either, which has become a new term, right? So as a teacher or educator, if you're doing a project that kids can just Google the answer then it's probably not worthwhile. And so you're trying to, to break that boundary and make the question more meaningful and deeper. And so over time, I've seen trends in education where you know you look at uh, flex schedules and the students are getting to choose even courses that they're interested in taking. We do that here at our school called Junior University for grades one to four. Um, you see some choices with academy programs. Again, we do that here at our school with uh, students having some choice in terms of the way they would like to learn curriculum uh, not that they're getting to say yes or no to curriculum, but they're they're having a say a little bit in in the way they would like to learn it, and and the approach to make it more authentic uh, for them as a person, and so yeah, so then you know even the most la- the latest trends in education are things like Genius Hour, where you give the students a little bit of time each week to work on a project of their choice. So it can be not curricular related at all. Uh, the students are choosing a project and digging deep into that project during that time, being guided by their teacher uh, once a week for an hour or so. 
Uh, and so there's been some uh, neat outcomes from participating in a genius hour type of approach to learning. And uh, we have a colleague uh, in our district that's done genius hour and the students get really excited. This was a grade five, six uh, level students. And uh, there's lots of energy and they really feel um, empowered to do some neat stuff. Uh, so in that same vein, there's another concept called Innovation Week. And this is where you take, like Genius Hour, but you take a whole week where students start Monday and they work through the week on a personalized project uh, of their own uh, own choosing. And this actually isn't isn't new. I, we had a uh, retired teacher I was chatting with just recently who said, I remember doing this as a student in the you know early 60s. Uh, and uh, really enjoyed that project. So like these concepts aren't new concepts, I think, um, and there's there's real merit in it. I think maybe there's the ebb and flow of whether, you know, schools and educators, you know, consider doing these this type of work. But uh, I mean, there's real merit and real um, power to in, inspiring students to, to uh, tackle a project uh, that they are deciding on and you really see their investment and their focus and their energy. Uh, and all the things that they do learn going through a project like we saw with our Innovation Week. So I'll, I'll get into more details here shortly. But the other thing it reminds me of too is I had a chance uh, to work as an international baccalaureate teacher. I was the coordinator for the program for a very brief amount of time at a school in Edmonton a few years back early in my career. And uh, the IB program, so they've got uh, everyone I think is familiar with IB, like high school, extra curriculum, uh, extra exams, like pretty rigorous academically, right? And that's called a diploma program. That's grade 11 and 12s. There's a primary years program too that's a kindergarten to grade five or grade one to grade five, grade six, depending on your school or how you want to structure it. And there's a middle years program too. Now the the elementary one and the, prim- and the middle years one, those programs aren't academically rigorous uh, per se. They can be, uh, you can certainly add, but they're more uh, about teaching students uh globally uh, and giving them more exposure to the world. And I think we do that really well in Alberta already. Uh, But the uh, IB program certainly strives to uh, ensure the students are getting a chance to learn cross-curricularly, learn more about the world, learn more about themselves as a learner, uh, and to, you know, explicitly teach characteristics that will help them be successful when when they're older, like being a risk taker, like being innovative. Uh, these are some key words in the International Baccalaureate Program, from what I understand, and from my limited experience over 10 years ago. Anyway, that being said, in the elementary program, when the kids finish their grade five year or their grade six year, depending where you, where you finish that primary year's program, they do a self-directed project. And there's a, it's a whole, you know, the one that we did at the school I was at, the kids worked on these projects, like a genius hour type of idea for... I want to say five months, and then there's a big showcase uh, for the kids based on their project, and they had uh, teacher advisors that worked with them. And so this concept has been around f- for a long time. It's not it's not really new. I mean, maybe you rebrand it or you give it a different name like an Innovation Week, but it certainly is um, something that's that's been around for a while. And we see the, the power in having students make some decisions about their learning and then supporting them through their process of developing their project. So... At our school, we've got a couple of first-year teachers. One of our first-year teachers is a, as a student teacher was at a school that tried this whole concept of Innovation Week. And Innovation Week essentially is giving the kids, you know, four full days. And then the fifth day, the Friday, is a chance to showcase their work. But they get the four, the four full days to work on a project uh, individually or in a group that's approved by their teacher uh, that... Um, 
that they would like to complete. And so there's a whole form that they fill out that they filled out before Innovation Week. And uh, it's an application and they fill out their own form, even if they're in a group and they talk about uh, some of the things they're, they're thinking about doing, what they're considering. Now, in most cases, kids were able to get the project approved by their teacher and they brought their materials on the, on the Monday of Innovation Week, which is our last week before the uh, Christmas break. Um, and uh, so they arrived at school on the Monday morning with plywood or some tools or paint supplies or a sewing machine or some cooking um, ingredients. And so they came with whatever, you know, they, they thought they needed for that first uh, day of work. Now, in a couple of cases, maybe somebody had forgotten something. And so they were delayed in their in their progress on the first day, um, which we saw a little bit of. Or some groups, you know, their project was just such a big scoped project that we had to pull it back a bit or tailor it or help them redesign or redefine what, what it is, the work they were going to work on. But essentially what happened was, on the Monday morning, they, they came into school with their materials, with their projects approved, ready to go. And they met in their homeroom. We watched a TED video that, that was to inspire them about being an innovator, uh, get them really jazzed up about uh, what innovation means, and you know maybe even consider their, you know, this is grade five to eight, we were doing this within our school. So uh, whether you're 10 or 13, 14, you know, what are you thinking about maybe even in terms of your career and how this is going to guide you in your career path and how in a, an innovative mindset and a creative mindset is going to help them in the world of work. So that was a big part of it. And then after they met in their homerooms, they went to their, their advisor. And so what we did was all the staff in grade five to eights took a group of students. Uh, typically, it was um, a group of students who were working on similar type of work. So if you were doing something musical, you went with the teacher that had some of the fine art music stuff. Uh, if you were doing something construction, E, you were working with, uh, well, I'm making up verbs here or adjectives, sorry about that. Uh, if you're working on something that involves some construction or woodwork, you were with another teacher. Something tech, you were with me likely. Something sewing or cooking, you were with another teacher in the foods area. And so, yeah, we all kind of broke apart. Now, one of the other things too we want to do is we still wanted to ensure the kids got brain breaks and had uh, some learning opportunities. And so we created in our schedule too for the week uh, health and wellness classes that students had to sign up for. Uh, so there was things like um, volleyball, basketball, floor hockey, and then yoga. Um, we did um, uh, some fitness stations and that type of stuff so students could, to, could sign up for a health and wellness period. Uh, they could sign up for two in a day if they really wanted to, too, and get some extra exercise. And then we also offered seminars. So we did seminars on creative thinking. We did a seminar on... Uh, public speaking. We did a seminar on applying to present at the showcase. And I did a presentation, this will be no surprise to my buddies, on uh, Elon Musk and why he's my personal hero. Uh, and he's the Tesla CEO and Solar City guy and a SpaceX guy. Anyway, so I could go on. I got, got another podcast on Elon Musk one day. So yeah, so the kids got a chance to sign up for seminars throughout the week as well. And so essentially what it looked like is kids went to their space. So my group was in the library. And they started working on their projects. And I floated around and helped and supported and checked in and maybe offered some tips. In some cases, I had to get a little more hands-on to uh, redirect a group that may be struggling or maybe the project was just a little too uh, broad in its scope. But day by day, we were able to work through what this project was going to look like. Now, the other piece to the work was that uh, they needed to develop a display so they could showcase their work on the Friday. So a little display board, a write-up, some pictures, 
Um, maybe a video went along with it, so they'd have that playing on the Chromebook. And so while they're working on their work, they're also taking time to look at their work and to see kind of where they were at. And the last piece, too, that's important to mention is at the end of the day, the last block, at the end of the day, uh, students went back to their advisor to uh, complete their journal. And so they would sit on their Chromebooks uh, and they would open their document for their personal journals. This wasn't in groups. This was individually. And they would write down the things they were, what was successful today, what they struggled with. And then they wrote um, what they're planning to do for the next day. Uh, what are some thoughts they've had about what they've learned? And it was good. There were some really insightful things the students uh, uh, wrote about in their journals. And then in addition to all this, I got a chance to go around and take pictures of kids working and interview a few for this very podcast and see some of the things they were enjoying in the, in the process. <clears throat> that brought us all the way to Friday. So the Friday morning... Uh, students set up the gym in a with a little audience seating area in the center with a little stage. So we because we had some students who were going to present their projects formally to the to the group that we had parents that attended as well. And then uh, the rest of the students would put their displays on tables around the gym, kind of like a little science fair setup. And that gave a chance for everybody to circulate through the gym and have a look at the different projects. And I have to say that I, I knew my advisor group really well, and I knew some other groups where I'd visited in some rooms, but I was still really blown away on the Friday morning getting a chance to witness and see uh, the really fascinating stuff the kids worked on, uh, learned, and created. And in some cases, a project didn't go very well. Like the, the end result, the video that they were planning to make for, the, for one of the groups wanted to do a cooking show, and they ran into technical difficulty with video footage. But they worked really hard and they learned a ton. So the video wasn't as successful maybe as they would have liked to have seen it on the Friday. But the learning that happened throughout the week was tremendous. And they were really on task. They were really working hard. Um, we had some other groups who uh, just, you know, had a great product maybe at the end of the week, but uh, um, maybe didn't go as far as they could have in terms of that project. And I think for, you know, any future innovation week we do, they have a new sense of that. Like what could I have done differently? What could I have added to this um, to make it uh, a more um, inspiring project or innovative project? And uh, yeah, there was just everything and everything in between, like, um, you know, the list of the types of projects that we saw. We had a student make a concrete coffee table. We had a student come up with the idea of a Bluetooth uh, stove so that if you leave your house and if you or realize that your stove may have been left on, you could turn it off and or turn it on. So you're monitoring the state of your stove on your mobile device, and a fascinating concept. He had a little, you know, model to work off of. Um, we had a group who wanted to discover what the tastiest pancakes in the world would be, and so they spent three days straight making all types of different pancakes, uh, coming to the conclusion that a bacon or sausage infused pancake was not only combining two great breakfast ingredients, but was tasty as can be. And uh, they presented their results and uh, were, were, were very on task, came up with a little pancake uh, cookbook. And so that was uh, a great project. It was awesome. We had kids upcycling up, up, uh, up clothes uh, for, uh, for pets and um, making little pet pillows and uh, different things for pets. We had a few different pet projects. Um, we, had a group make, we had two groups actually make a board game uh, that were both fantastic. Um, the creative ideas that they put into their board games. We had a number with different art projects. Uh, we had a couple groups that built um, tanks that they could sit inside and ride in um, as a as a model for uh, you know what kind of 
cart they would like to to create for themselves to be able to use and play and uh yeah it was great i mean the kids worked really hard and they were really focused and uh we learned a lot too i think as a staff so not just seeing the students go through this process but i think for us as staff you know if we were to do innovation week again uh this time next year we'll have some uh ideas about what we'll do differently and i think for me personally one of the things would be to be a little bit more um to guide the students a little more in terms of the projects they're choosing uh because not having done it before um, I wasn't too sure what it was going to look like. And now that I've had an experience with it, um, I have a better handle on what types of projects work well in this one week type of venture and uh, which types may not work so well in uh, in the four days of, of work and preparing a presentation and, and so on and so forth. We had some students, uh, one of our students, very artistic, wrote three songs during the week and performed one of them uh, live on, at the showcase um, we had a student learn how to play the piano, had never played before, and her goal was to work on that skill set and play a song, which she did successfully, which is pretty awesome. So given that time, uh, the other thing I was going to mention too is, is the whole concept of where does this idea come from, right? So uh, some of it, of, of giving the students this type of choice. And one of the things to me that uh, was inspiring as well is that it does, it is based in, uh, the research around motivation. So if you ever get a chance, read Daniel Pink's book, uh, Drive. It's about motivation and how do you get to motivation, how do you motivate workers. It's more written as a, a business person maybe or CEO or, or someone in a leadership position in an organization trying to motivate employees. But what are those key, key ingredients? Um, and I think we found uh, some real magic in motivating students to really dig deep in a project. And uh, we, we certainly saw that. So that was to me, extremely exciting as well. So, um, yeah, so that was, that was a big part of, uh, just seeing that, uh, that work, uh, completed by our students, that motivation when in the book, uh, drive Daniel Pink talks about the company Google. And, uh, one of the things they created was a free Friday opportunity where employees could work on a project. They had to be at work and they had to be working on something, but they had the option there, all their computer engineers and software programmers had the option of working on something they were interested in. And apparently that's where Gmail was uh, started from and, and uh, Google Calendar and Google Drive and the Google Docs whole world, which is such a big part of everything we use now as a school, came from this opportunity for people to work on a project of their own choice and to dream big and just go for it. And so, uh, you know, thinking about how successful that has been in, in some examples, and, and I know there's been lots of failures with those types of days as well, but those engineers, those employees and companies, also learn a lot from those days that things don't go well. And, uh, you know, they're able to add that new learning into, into their, into their work. And we're hoping the same with our students. And so even for ones that weren't as successful as they would have liked to have been there, there was a lot of learning. There's a lot of learning for our staff too. So, um, the one thing we know about learning is it is messy. Innovation week, uh, had lots of messiness to it. And that's part of what the fun was, was just seeing our students, uh, uh, take time you know we're not we weren't um, the other criticism too in education just as an aside note is that whole Carnegie unit of uh, the bell and uh, classes and you know this has been a criticism of educational systems for 100 years because it's been around for that long uh, and that's uh, you know in that secondary model we have a class the bell rings kids move from language arts to social studies but learning doesn't really look like that like their brains don't just you know, the bell goes and they stop thinking about writing paragraphs or short stories to then thinking about, you know, 
the world history of conflict uh, in a social studies class or then go to math and then science. Like there's that, that, uh, that type of learning uh, works if you've got a huge population and you're just trying to get them through. That may be your best solution and can be effective. But um, to some degree, but we also know that, that learning really is messy and giving kids more time and more support to explore and to discover and to work on a great project is really important too. And so that kind of brings me back to um, just even on the Friday, uh, for me personally, I was really impressed with the work that the students had put in for the week. But so were parents. So parents were here and they were walking around checking out projects as well. And a lot of them were really blown away by the scope. I mean, think you got this 10-year-old or 12-year-old young person who did some amazing work on a really fascinating project. And it was just inspiring them and then giving them the time and the support to work on it. Um, it's not a magic formula and it can be messy, but there's such a value in giving kids that kind of opportunity. So anyway, that was our, uh, a quick, a quick synopsis of our innovation week. What I want to do now is just take an opportunity to, uh, share with you a couple of, uh, interviews I did with some students. So I'm going to play those and then I'll come back and uh, wrap this up. Okay, so I'm here with uh, Austin and Joy, and they've been working hard on... Uh, and Sheldon. And Sheldon, yeah. They've been working hard on uh, robots slash speed, but I'll let you fill them in. Tell them what you guys have been working on. Um, so we're working on a speaker cleaner, which is kind of like you put in your iPod in this little slip yeah. and turn on the music, and under the box there's like a speaker. Yeah. And so then you can listen to music while um, you're cleaning, because cleaning by yourself is nothing is boring. So, and I prefer um, to make it less boring to listen to music. Right, so cleaning is a chore, you gotta do it yes. anyway. So now you got music to listen to while you're cleaning. Yes. Yeah. And so the box has some cleaning materials. Describe to the people that can't see this what, what kind of cleaners you've got. We got a um, duster. We got duster. Um, paper towels. We got a um, bone ammy. Yeah. AKA glass cleaner. Glass cleaner, good. Um, and garbage bags. And garbage bags. Right. Pull out of here. Right, so that looks like a little. Hey, this is Mr. Dumont, and I'm here with Lily and Tegan, and they're going to tell you about their Innovation Week project. So, ladies, what are you guys working on? We're working on stress balls. Now, how'd you come up with that idea? Well, we were... We became obsessed when Tegan came over (laughs) and we started making... We made about... Thirteen? Yeah, about thirteen when she came over in like an hour or so. (laughs) We became kind of obsessed. And why did you make them in the first place? Well, we... Because they're... We saw them on a DIY in YouTube, and they're really fun to do, so... Yeah, and sometimes you kind of got stressed out. And does it help you manage your stress, yeah? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And anxiety, and so, and it's also a fun fidget toy. A fun yeah. fidget toy, helps you with your stress. Are you? What do you plan to do with all your stress balls when you're done? We're sell probably... Well, yeah. well, yeah, we'll sell them to people who want them, but the leftovers, like, that aren't so... That aren't... Yeah, that aren't sold. We're just gonna keep them. Yeah. Gotcha. So what what did you learn from this project? We well, learned, learned that um, what's it again? Uh, that making different stress balls with different stuff inside them helps with people. Yeah, they have different. Oh, different stress, different stress. 
Feelings help with different emotions and feelings and yeah. Cool. Do you have an example? Uh, like this one. this one is really good when you the Orbeez one is just really good for when you just kind of want to fidget with something yeah. and um oh. So which dress ball would you give me if I was really angry? This one. That one. What's in this one? Uh, uh, beads, like you know those iron beads. Here. Yeah. So I can really squeeze it tight. Yeah. And it won't pop. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. What if I'm feeling just down and out? Sad. Um, I need sad, stressful. I'll, I I I like. One. Yeah. Oh yeah, that does make me feel better. I kind of like the orange one, but. That's your favorite. Yeah. So if you need to pick me up, you need you're a little sad. You just like feeling that one. You're good. Yeah, it feels cool. yeah, it feels really cool. Are you guys gonna present on Friday morning? Yes. Awesome. Okay, great. Well, thanks for your uh, for taking time to do an interview. You're this is Mr. Dumont, and I'm here with Gabby, grade seven student, who's talking about her Innovation Week project. So, Gabby, what are you working on for Innovation Week? I'm working on animal clothing because I feel that humans get treated better than animals like we get winter coats in the winter animals have to go outside in the freezing cold so what I'm doing for my innovation week is I'm creating ways to keep animals warm during the winter time and also a way to stay fashionable <laughs> and I've seen some of your work it looks good so what have you made so far I have made about four bandanas and I've also made part of a snowsuit and I have also made a dog collar and a t-shirt. That's a pretty impressive list. So what have you learned in Innovation Week? I learned that sewing isn't as easy as it looks, <laughs> especially when you're trying to sew things that are circular. So you learn lots about the hard work of sewing yeah. and cutting and getting materials ready. Yeah. What about have you learned anything about design or strategies to make things? Well, I've taken some of my um, dog's clothes because he wears clothes because he is short-haired, yeah. and so he has costumes like a Superman costume and all that. So I've Super taken dog. yeah. <laughs> so I've taken all of those and like made them bigger for my older dog who's a golden retriever so that they fit other sizes of dogs and all that. Okay. Well, that sounds great. Thanks for sharing, Gabby. You're welcome. Um, all right. I'm here with the group on day two of Innovation Week and their project is to do... We're doing a cooking show. A cooking show. All right. So you're preparing for the cooking show or you're videotaping it? Uh, well, our, one of our goals was to take something that was old, like a different type of cookie, and change it and make it our own. Cool. So what are you working on? Uh, <laughs> you can describe it. Well, there's oatmeal and chocolate chips and lots of butter and flour in okay. it. So you're working on a cookie right now? Yes. Ah, that, that's, oh. that's what it's called. The Wrangler cookies. Oh, very yes. nice. Okay, good. So what else will be involved in your cooking show? Well, probably another muffin or cookie because the brown sugar cookies did not turn out yesterday. Ah. It's yeah. good to know. Well, you burn them too, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lots of learning. Now, what grade are you yeah. guys in? 
five. Grade five. Okay, well, good luck on, on your projects for Innovation Week. Thank, Thank you. Hi, I'm Mr. Dumont, and I am here interviewing two grade six students, Caitlin and Sabrina, who are up cycling clothes. They're going to tell you a bit about it. So tell me about your Innovation Week project. Um, we're making, um, Sabrina, you tell him. We're making a cat bed out of old t-shirts. A cat bed? Yeah. Where'd you get that idea? We don't know. Um, yeah, the cat at home? Yeah. Yeah, but we're giving it to the Humane Society. Oh, that's awesome. All right, so describe to the listeners what you've got in front of you. Um... Clothes sewing together. So you got patches of clothes, you're sewing it together to make the cat bed? Yeah. And this is older clothes? Yeah. Where'd you get the old clothes from? Our houses. Alright, good, good. And what's the sewing machine for? Uh, it's not ours. That's for another project. That's, for, that's okay. Gabby's. So what's your goal for today? What do you want to get done for today? The cat bed and... Start the stuffies. Start. Okay. Day two, Innovation Week. Good luck, ladies. Okay. All right, so... Hey, this is Mr. Dumont. I'm here on Innovation Week, day two, and I've got a group of students who are working on... Baking pancakes. Baking pancakes. Now, their goal for the whole week is to do what? Um, make the best type of pancakes and find out what's the best and what's the worst. What's the worst, what's the best. So they, yesterday they made a variety, and today they're continuing on day two. So right now it's bacon pancakes? Yeah, right now it's bacon. And what's the recipe? Um, It's the... Here's the recipe. Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah, so it's Tyler bought a basic recipe from home. And it's, he'll be it's one and two thirds cup of flour, three teaspoons of baking powder, half a teaspoon of salt, two tablespoons of sugar, three tablespoons of shortening melted, one egg, and one and a half cups of milk. Wow, okay, cool. So you're now at what stage? You got the pancakes in the frying pan? Yeah, we're just making the pancakes. Um, so far already today, we've made the raspberry and brown sugar pancakes. And those turned out to be, I think, the best pancakes we've made so far. Wow. Well, one of them anyway. Raspberry, brown sugar. Now, what was yesterday's? Yesterday's um, were yogurt, honey, and peppermint. Honey, wow. honey tastes like Play-Doh, but the other two were really good. Like yogurt surprisingly. Okay. Good luck, guys. Okay, I'm with Lachlan and Austin, who are here sharing a bit about their project for Innovation Week about Lambeau Field. They made a Lambeau Field. Tell us about your project, guys. Well, we the reason we wanted to do this project was because my dad, his favorite NFL team was Green Bay Packers. So I thought for Christmas that we can make this as a gift to him. Cool. Yeah. How'd you get partnered up with Austin? Um, we decided to do it when we, uh, when I heard what he was doing, I decided that might be cool, so I decided I might join him and help him do it. Mm -hmm. So when you first thought of this idea, was it as easy as you thought, or has it been way harder, or what? Uh, we thought it was going to be a bit harder, I think. Yeah, there's a few road bumps that we probably didn't expect, but it, in general, is probably a bit easier than we thought. Yeah? yeah. What yeah. kind of roadblocks did we have? Um, the so walls collapsed today, so we had well, to redo all the walls. Um, when you were painting? Yeah. And also, um, there's one part where the wall wouldn't connect to the other wall, and the one wall was a bit shorter than the other wall, so we had to fix with that, that. Okay, cool. So what have you learned in this process? Um, well, one, one uh, weird thing I've learned is that the small glue sticks don't last as long as you'd think. No, they don't. Yeah. It is true. 
I, I also learned that triangles are the best supports for yeah. anything, really. Very cool. Thanks, guys. Yep. Yep. All right, this is Mr. Dumont, and I'm with Isaiah and Aaron, and they're going to tell you about their Innovation Week project. So, boys, what are you working on? Um, we're working on a video game on Roblox. And I am the person that builds all the things, and Aaron's the person that's the scripter and coder and doing all that hard stuff. So you guys are really working in a team. Yes. And all on the way, Aaron has taught me how to script some things, and I've taught him how to build some things. Mm -hmm. And we have two diff. I'm working on the real game, and Aaron's working on the test game because he has to test some scripts that we don't want to mess up the game so it glitches out. Right. Play yeah. So what's going to be the point of the game? You got to get a character through or what? No, the point of the game is basically... Um, RP. Yeah, role, role play. play. Role play. Yeah, which you can just have no. a family, live in a house, there's have cars, no. mall, store, a yeah. club. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, how much work has this been? Um... Take a lot of time? Um, yes, this does take a lot of time. Especially the coding and scripting, programming, and all that stuff. Like, and also, like, wait. So what have you learned? Um, scripting, really? We've learned scripting. We've learned how to build a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. But okay. The, the thing about this is that, like, with coding, like, it may look like this. It just, like, may look super simple. But it actually is not at all. Like, there's a million codes that you have to do to get one code available. Right. Really? So yeah. it takes a lot of steps, eh? Yeah. Okay, well, thanks, guys. You're welcome. So that was some of our interviews with students on their Innovation Week projects. Um, <clears throat> that was uh, interesting listening to the interviews again and uh, thinking back to the week that was Innovation Week. And uh, one of the things that came out, listening to the interviews and just talking with students during the four days and the, and the, the showcase on the last day was uh, the challenge of thinking. And I heard this time and time again where students said uh, they didn't realize how much thinking there would be involved in their design, uh, in their, the way they were going to present, in trying to find more information uh, or other strategies to accomplish the goal. There was a lot of talk about that uh, their brain hurt because they were trying to think so hard about how they're going to make this thing work, whatever the thing was. Um, and it was interesting. I mean, they, in the interviews, you didn't hear that articulated directly. But even with the, the stress ball kids that were working on that, as I was having the interview and the conversation with them and thinking about after the interview, we talked about field testing their uh, stress balls, going outside a recess with the grade one to fours and asking them to try different ones based on how they're feeling and seeing if that would work and they got a chance to to consider you know how they would field test the stress balls and see if, see how effective they are and so just every conversation with the projects with students would help bring their project a little further along give them some other ideas give them other things to even just to think about but that really was uh i think the uh the thing that struck me was just how much thinking happened and again, you go back to a regular classroom setting. There's always thinking involved for sure, but sometimes it's not enough that gives you uh, almost a headache, right? And and I think in Innovation Week, there was a few moments where kids were were applying their brain so hard on a project or trying to solve a, 
a challenge that uh yeah they they were they were impressed with how how much thinking they had to do uh to be successful in their work so innovation week might be called thinking week almost um because that really was uh was the goal and the other thing that happened during innovation week which was fascinating to me especially with the groups that had more than one person involved in the project was the level of collaboration and uh, how they they did struggle. We talked about it at the showcase. Um, I mentioned it to the students that in the world of work, um, depending, of course, in which type of profession you're in, but lots of my friends that uh, work as engineers or uh, work in different office environments, they'll be given a project and they'll be given a team to work on the project. And then they're expected to go off and get it done by the deadline their supervisor's given them. And that, uh, that whole ability to socialize properly in the team, be effective in your role with the team is so critical to being successful and can determine whether you retain your employment or you're looking for other type of work because that, that piece is so important of, of being uh, not uh, too dominating on the team, contributing enough on the team, uh, sharing your voice when it's important with the team. All those things are critical, and we saw that happen during Innovation Week as groups of two and three, uh, and in one case or two cases, four, uh, worked on a project, and uh, there was stress, and there was frustration, and there was uh, moments of conflict, and they had to figure out a way to get past that and to continue through and to find a way to be successful as a team. And those skills are absolutely critical as well. And just um, and then the last piece, too, at, at the showcase, so you're sharing your learning, um, and communicating some of your thoughts. And I think um, a lot of students got uh, g- good uh, good experience from that as well. So, you know, putting themselves out there to uh, share their learning and to uh, do a presentation and to communicate effectively are all really important skills as well in the world of work. And so I think Innovation Week, too, the other piece to it really is, is uh, the World of Work Week um, and thinking about... Uh, potential careers and professions, but also the skills I'm going to need to be successful in a career or a profession. And so I think that that really was another uh, valuable part of Innovation Week. So I'd recommend uh, schools taking this on. Uh, Big thanks to uh, Blueberry School for sharing some documents with us. That's where Courtney uh, was for her student teaching round there in Parkland County, I believe, or Parkland School District. And um, yeah, it was, a, it was a fantastic experience for us. It was messy and uh, learning is messy. So that was, that was exciting. There's lots of excitement. There was frustration. There was uh, tears in some cases. There was uh, laughter in others and everything in between. But uh, yeah, I was really proud of the students and the work that they accomplished in the week and proud of the staff for guiding their, their groups and supporting students in their learning. Uh, throughout the uh, Innovation Week project as well. I'm going to attach on the uh, on the uh, blog uh, the link to this podcast, but I'll also attach a couple of uh, videos to uh, see the showcase on the Friday morning uh, in action and get an idea of what that looked like. So for people that are interested to know more about that, uh, that particular setup that we used. And um, like I said, doing it once, of course, uh, lots of learning for us and it'll give us a chance to... Uh, consider how we would uh, do it again in the future as well. But it was a lot of fun. So thanks for listening to the Demonicus podcast, all about Innovation Week. And uh, it was a pretty exciting time. And uh, again, if you have uh, questions or thoughts, uh, feel free to email me at josephd at eics.ab.ca. Or you can also reach me on Twitter at Principal Dumont. 
And um, I appreciate you listening and look forward to hearing from you if you have questions or thoughts. Thanks again and have a great 2017.